0: Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and oh, our cool. typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols.
0: So I've come to the conclusion that uh, my show is the kiss of, uh, of death. Uh, <laughs> and I say that because uh, evidently uh, just after uh, airing of my episode with uh, Governor Lincoln Chafee, he has dropped out of the libertarian Presidential nomination. Uh, this is uh, Brian Nichols here on the Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for joining, folks. Uh, and I, it's funny, Lincoln Chafee, and then uh, also Todd Hagopian, a good friend of the show. Um, he was on the show for the uh, back when he was running for uh, LP chair, and uh, all of a sudden he uh, he decides after being on my show of all things to, to drop out. So now I have two uh, noted libertarians who drop out after being on my show. Uh, I wonder who's next. Hopefully nobody's next because uh here on the Brian Nichols Show, yes, I am your humble host, and my goal is to have a lot of different guests and a lot of exciting guests. And in today is no different, as today I am joined by, uh, you guys know him, he's a good friend of the show, and a new addition to the We Are Libertarians family, and that is dear friend Remzo W. Martinez. Now I say W because Remzo's on the show promoting his new show, On the Run, with Remzo W. Martinez, which is now a part of the We Are Libertarians network, so uh, Remzo is joining the show to discuss uh, kind of what his experience has been, number one, going through this whole um, COVID crisis, Um, but number two, uh, dig more into kind of, uh, what his show's been like over the past a year or so, kind of the transition he's taking, and, uh, ultimately his joining, uh, the We Are Libertarians Network here with his new show again on the run, uh, with Remzo W. Martinez. Now it will be airing in summer 2020, so be sure to look out for that. But this will be a nice little sneak peek for you guys to, uh, di- to see what the hype is gonna be all about. So without further ado, onto the show! Remzo Martinez returning to the Brian Nichols Show.
1: Brian, always great to be here. I wish I wish you could have me on when like things are going well. Like you know, you bought a new kitten or something. You got a gun. You got a promotion. You know, you're getting a second wife or something. You only bring me on when like things are really going really south. So I mean, good news for me, bad news for everyone else, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, I say obviously we're we're speaking in the midst of the coronavirus COVID nineteen pandemic. And, uh, you know, we're both uh, airing respectively from our bunkers, um, hidden deep in the shadows of where we, we live in our cities. Uh, but uh, we, we, regardless, it's always a fun time to speak to you, Remzo, whatever, whatever the situation is in, in the world. Um, so what's been going on? You've you obviously been busy over at Washington Times. How you guys been facing the uh, the COVID-19 outbreak and the inevitable um, you know craziness of some taking place afterwards?
1: This is a lot like for the first couple of weeks, it was kind of like the media Olympics because it's like it if, if you want a time if you wanted some time to shine, this is really good. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of journalists, a lot of outlets do some really great work. And we've seen some others not do some great work like CNN. But um, I mean, it's been I- I've been teleworking for the last three weeks. I started about a week before everyone else started working from home because I was at I was at CPAC in uh, at the at the Gaylord Hotel. when, you know, the patient zero there was walking around like French kissing everybody everyone I guess and what made it even worse was that I had met with Ted Cruz that morning so I go into work like the next work day which is probably like Monday and Ted Cruz is already in quarantine at that point and everyone looks at me and they're like "Rimso, how are you feeling I'm like I'm freaking fine and I cough once because I had you know swallowed something the wrong way I was eating a sandwich or something on the go so then everyone thought that I was like patient zero so then my boss asked asked me to work from home and then like three days later, everything went to hell. And uh, yeah, I've been working from home since. But it's it's really kind of crazy right now because we've had to triple the amount of work. Um, we've had some changes that, you know, make it a little bit harder to move as fast as we want. But, you know, we've got a great team of writers. We've got a great team of reporters, editors. I mean, everyone down to the folks that are actually delivering the newspapers every day. We, we've only you know, quadruple the amount of content and effort that we're pushing out. So hopefully it won't have to be like this for long because, you know, I am going kind of stir crazy with this, but, I mean, this is this is when people need the news the most. And, you know, commentary that's not just, you know, flash in the pan hot takes like what we've been seeing at some outlets. Um, a lot of commentary we're doing, we're, we're looking at a lot of long range stuff like what's going to be life after COVID-19, after the stimulus bill. How is this affecting us militarily, economically? How is this affecting the health? Care industry. We have a viral article about a week ago from one of our Young Voices contributors. I think it was uh, Fiona Harrigan or again. I'm probably screwing up her name. Forgive me. But uh, I mean, she wrote a great piece about why doc. Doctors will now, you know, hopefully band together and try and push for more uh, tele tele telemedicine, where you can actually go ahead and virtually, you know, Skype in of patients and stuff like that, and do more stuff other than what the current restrictions are in the medical industry. So I mean, this has really been the time to shine. It's just it's just overwhelming. So that makes the responsibility of it so much more so. But thankfully, I'm not doing this by myself. I've got a great team around me.
0: It's been uh it's been interesting to see the uh, the response that we've seen from both the healthcare sector but also just in general the the private sector across the board it's it's funny because it, we're actually seeing the the things that we talk about on a daily basis as Remzo chooses his doritos um but we see, I'm so sorry I'm so hungry right now. It's the it's the the, the munchies that you're you're experiencing for this it's this the, covid it's, snack. The str- it's the
1: stress eating.
0: What <laughs> we so were quiet we're seeing no we're seeing um we're seeing this right now firsthand with these private companies and they're they're really they're proving our arguments firsthand that yes like you know when you get in the way of private industry from answering the bell, then then you know you're you're putting yourself in a, in a more disadvantage, advantageous situation than you are to your competitors. And in that case, it's it's us when we're looking at the rest of the world. And you know we had two months in advance of warning to to prepare for this. And it was the CDC and FDA that really got in the way of a lot of these private companies from from you know being able to to give the answers that we needed. And you know now we're seeing you know ventilators coming in from private companies and and masks being produced in mass by by companies in the United. States and it's like yeah and they say we, we would have done this earlier but we were we we're you know held up by the the red tape we were held up we were entangled in this these bureaucracies uh, and and we weren't given the ability to you know kind of exercise on our own you know our own expertise to do what we need to do and it ended up actually costing people's lives it's it's, it's tragic but we're seeing firsthand again you know what happens when when you have all this uh, entangling interference that the government has into the into these these different areas in in this case it's the most detrimental to the people's actual health and that's healthcare
1: yeah and I mean just I mean just talking about the ventilators and all the the disposable masks and everything I mean like I said I mean for media this is like the time to shine go for the gold or completely fail but we're also seeing this with a lot of companies um, I know the stimulus bill that just got passed did not include a bailout for Boeing I mean I'm not you know I'm not gonna be ignorant about it Boeing is very vital to national security because of a military-industrial complex so much of our current technology and our uh, mission capability is tied with Boeing because they're the people that are producing the stuff. So I thought that Boeing was going to get it for sure. I didn't want that to happen because why was Boeing stock going down? It was because of, you know, bad decisions from Boeing. I don't think that we should, you know, bail out businesses because they make bad decisions. But I mean, with uh, with Elon Musk, for example, I know a lot of libertarians get a hard on when we talk about him. But I mean, here's a situation where the guy was, you know, still making his workers go into a Santa Monica plant or I think it was a San Francisco plant, whatever plant he has out in California that's actually producing some batteries for Tesla, because Tesla is not like one big factory. They've got you know factories all over the world that all do different things. So like for the Tesla car, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the whole frame of the car is actually built in china and then when it comes to the batteries and everything else that's done the united states he was holding out till last minute and um I mean, eventually the city told him to shut down and he, you know, held on for a few more days. Then he shut down. Then, you know, everyone was like, are you going to help make ventilators? Are you going to help make masks? And he was like, nah, I'm good. Then the whole bill passes and now we're giving out grants and loans to businesses to go ahead and, you know, make more of that stuff. And next, you know, Elon Musk comes in. And he's like, well, I can make it. Well, I can go ahead and make the masks. <laughs> it's like only because you're getting paid. And listen, I'm, I'm not trying to say you should have done it out of kindness of your heart, but we're seeing a situation where just because... He had the option. He chose not to. Now what he's doing is he's taking advantage of this crisis and getting as much taxpayer money. It's going to be extremely – we're going to be paying too much for really cheap. (laughs) That's That's all I already know when it comes to these things. But yeah, I mean Greg Abbott. I think during the first week of uh, when states started shutting down, Greg Abbott's my favorite governor of all time right now. At least currently, me. I, I he has not he has not done me wrong on anything so far. He went ahead and made it so that way bars and restaurants can go ahead and deliver liquor to people, and there are now places in a uh, in Pennsylvania. I know at least from talking to John O'Mat from Lines of Liberty, like Mexican restaurants are delivering margaritas to people. So yep. that has not hit me in the people's republic of virginia yet. Uh, we closed the ABC stores because the governments like if we can't sell liquor no one can. So they really screwed that up. So right now I think I'm I think I'm running out of alcohol. Uh, thus the doritos binge eating, <laughs> but it's uh you know this is this is just weird. And the good thing about all of this was with the private sector stepping up finding new ways to, you know, do things from simple curbside service to providing different avenues to entertain people to provide for people people are now you know with, with I forget the app what it's called but you can go ahead and have someone go get your go get your groceries for you and drop it off at mm-hmm. your front door Instacart I mean yeah Instacart I mean this is beautiful I just hope that this stuff sticks around because people have gotten a taste of what that's like and they
0: like it well they they should like it because it's freedom and I mean and that, and, that, and like I don't know why this kind of went through my head today I was sitting there I was just thinking you know about what I see in response to what's happening around the world and just seeing the creativity of the marketplace answering in a lot of cases, it's the, the barriers are now put in place by government and like it's, it's, that's all it is at this point. Like, you know, restaurants trying to meet the call to, to actually still be able to serve customers and, and serve food and such. And like, we're seeing all this innovation that's taking place. And I'm and like, this just speaks to why, what we're talking about when we're, we're arguing for you know, the, the concept of Liberty, like why we're right. Cause like, It's the natural response. It's looking for that incentive structure to, to, you know, to get money in this case just to keep things afloat. But, you know, in the future, it's going to be to make yourself advantageous relative to your competitors. I mean, I'm looking right now, my day job, I'm in the telecommunications industry and, you know, what we're seeing for these companies still you know being able to get business done is entirely due to the fact that my my industry that I find myself a part of is the backbone for pretty much the entire communications infrastructure that you know the united states w- w- operates on so you know what we're doing now with over skype you know what you know when you think of any web you know zoom zoom call or um you know what we talk about for uh, I, I you know live in Philadelphia and watching they're doing reporters uh calling into city hall via zoom like this is due to the, the marketplace providing, um, you know, the, the answers to the questions that, you know, we we have out there. So, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, yes, despite the circumstances, we do have answers coming out of the marketplace. And people are still, you know, showing that, yes, what we argue in, in defense of, but also in support of every single day. At, at the end of the day, when we're seeing it in action, it works and it's it is the right answer.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, this is this is one of those things where it, it's it's whether whether they go ahead and make some permanent th- some of these things permanently or not doesn't matter ultimately what they can say is that in the situation where government failed people stepped up i mean if you want to go even more down the rabbit hole like i saw reports at the washingtontimes.com gun sales across the nation rose 85% last i checked you're not buying a gun because you believe so much in the cops being there to protect you. I've been right. ask, asking people this all week, all week, actually the past two weeks now that I think of it. I, I live in Fairfax County, Virginia. I, I got a commute into D.C. and back. I haven't been in D.C. in a couple of weeks, but I've been going around picking up food, groceries, hunting for toilet paper, beating old people to take their toilet paper, <laughs> et cetera. And I'm not seeing cops. Now, for, for the folks that I ask this question, I'm like, have you seen cops around? They're like, no, or I've seen one or two. But for some of the bigger areas like mine, they're like, you know, I may have seen one, but it's like I don't even see the cops. It's like, well, let's assume they're in the same situation as we are. If you have two people to a cruiser, that's not really good social distancing. What if the cops stop enforcing the law? And I'm not saying they are, but like, you know, within my lifetime, I remember the uh, the L.A. riots and uh, Hurricane Katrina when they were confiscating guns and Ferguson and Baltimore and all these situations where either the cops weren't there to enforce the law or they saw what was going on and they didn't do anything about it. Well,
0: dude, they're already doing that in, in cities like Philadelphia. I mean, so there was Aren't they a-
1: like letting criminals loose. Well, like I, some libertarians so- are like, you know, get getting all orgasmic about it. But like some of those people, let's forget, they're not all, you know, petty weed dealers and people that didn't
0: have a permit to fish some of them are actual criminals well so and, and the whole before, thing and
1: kind that of worried me because and they're and doing like, the
0: same thing in baltimore on top of it be, like be, even like beyond that is that right now you know they're so they came out the uh, it's really a response to what was happening with all this, you know, COVID uh, shutdown. And they said they were going to temporarily temporarily suspend uh, uh, arrests of people who were committing nonviolent acts uh, of, you know, uh, criminal activities. So like among them was like sex crimes and and burglary and um, it was like fraud. But then there's other ones is like, uh, you know, threat theft or, um, you know, car vandalism. And it's like, no, these, these things are, are, you know, acts of aggression. They, they're, they're violent acts. And Absolutely. They, they need they, you know, in if, if anything, that is an argument for government being there to you know be the the voice. Now they're saying you know if if they didn't pose an imminent threat to somebody, then they would you know book them and then they would uh, arrest them at a later date when this is all said and done. <laughs> that, it's oh, oh okay, <laughs> so that was the answer. Um, but but that's. That's where we're at right now, and it's like you know, if ever there was an argument for a libertarian, you know, argument for government, it is is to stop you know these these acts of violence and these acts of, of force, and and you know, now we're seeing really wholly the inefficiencies of government. And I was actually listening to a a fascinating podcast. um, I think it was with uh, Tom Woods, and I forget The Economist, but maybe it was uh, actually, maybe Nick Gillespie um, on the Reason Magazine um, podcast interview uh, show. And uh, he was discussing how, you know, yes, we can be upset right now at government, but also, you know, be upset at the fact that you're seeing how, how terrible it has done in response to this. And be upset because that's your money in your tax dollars has been spent to To those programs to be the answer in times of panic and and really we're seeing where they have not only dropped the ball but have gotten in the way of of private companies to to step up and answer um you know answer the the the, the call when when really it was demanded of them and and it's like yes you should get angry not just the fact of what's happened but you know the fact that your money has been now wasted. So I think people need to get more focused on that on top of just the overall inefficiency of government just in general because it is it is such a monstrosity. Now people are actually experiencing it firsthand, seeing how terrible and, and really how much uh, in the way government is in their their lives on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, with with this bill that just passed, now they're talking about doing another one. Trump wants to do another two trillion dollar bill. And the Democrats are like, well, let's do four. So we might be getting some Trump money, some helicopter money that's really meaningless because we're having to print all of it. But, you know, that, that bill that passed last week, I, I I am and I want to phrase this very carefully because I don't need the soundbite bastards chewing this up. But I I am OK with anything that gives the American people back money that has been taken from them through means of violence and just, ultimately just an Amash approach. Yeah. And I mean, I, I am okay because this is not really, if you think about it, this is not, I think Ted Cruz is the one that said this. I'm probably stealing from him, but like, this is not a stimulus bill. This is a relief bill because, unlike the 2008 crisis, where you have a lot of the Krugmans of the world and um, the other so-called economists saying, "Oh, this is going to be worse than 2008," like I-, I don't necessarily believe that because this isn't a job problem. This isn't you know hedge funds ru- running rampant. This isn't companies that are completely you know b- you know bundling bad mortgages and throwing them up so hopefully somebody else will pay them off because no one can afford them in the first place. People were told not to go to work. People had no choice. So this is nobody's fault. No businesses' fault is at fault. The guy who's in his 40s working minimum wage, this is not even his fault. So I'm okay with the government giving money back. Now, what their approach was, we'll just go ahead and print it. That's bad. But, you know, with this other stuff, I'm okay with the small business loans because the government was at fault. So I see that as the government trying to make amends for. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the with the debt forgiveness for a lot of small business loans. I think it's up to like $10 million. According to this, if you go through your local bank and you get a small business loan up to that amount, they'll forgive it because it wasn't your fault. It was the government's fault. The problem with this thing, though, is like three quarters of it went to welfare for rich people. And I'm talking about it went towards the Kennedy Center. It went towards Howard College. It went towards actual raises in the midst of a crisis. They voted to give themselves a raise. So, yeah, like a quarter of it went towards things that were right. But even when the American people need the most – they thought of themselves first and that was absolutely disgusting and the one thing I've tried to do with a lot of my free time is I've been trying to read more um, you know I've been I, I've been looking at stoicism it's a it's a philosophy that really makes you work through your own thought processes in order to really comprehend things going around you so that way you could deal with things better. It's like a self-help approach. But, you know, Marcus Aurelius was emperor of Rome. He's one of the foremost stoic thinkers in history. And there was something called the Antonin Plague. I think it was brought back by his soldiers when they went out, you know, for some conquest or something. But when they came back to Rome, they brought this plague. And it it's eerily. when you look at the history books, it's eerily similar to what we're dealing with COVID nineteen. They're telling people you gotta you got close up shop, quarantine, I mean, people were just dying left and right. And then all the rich people ran out of town. And what Marcus Aurelius did was he stayed. He didn't leave. And what he did first was he's like, OK, we got to start paying, paying some money back to people because some of this is our fault because of the way that we're handling it. He audited all the politicians, everyone that was price gouging. He audited them, too. If they were using any type of public assistance, he was like, oh, you got some of our money. We need to make sure you're not just you know, hoarding this right now. Marcus Aurelius stayed. It got to the point where Rome was so broke, Marcus was having to sell his jewelry, his wife's clothes. He was doing everything he possibly could. That's a leader. What we are seeing right now is looting on a new level. I, I, For years, I complained about TARP. It seems like everyone forgot about TARP. I'm like, TARP, which bailed out the banks and Fannie and Freddie and everything else, that set the precedence for what we're seeing now. Obama's first year, he passed a $70 billion stimulus bill. What Trump just did, that's 10% of our federal debt overnight. That's 10% of what we spent almost 100 years accumulating in debt that we just added on.
0: Like magic. And it yeah. comes from the it comes from the magical money tree,
1: exactly. So I mean, what we're seeing right now is government gone awry on a level that we will probably. I mean, I, I've we've never seen this in our lifetime. There is no not there is nothing Literally. comparable to this. We have never seen this in our lifetime.
0: Not only not not in our lifetime, but like just in in. Pretty much modern history. I mean, like this when we saw three point it was a three point three million unemployment claims last month alone. Like that's that that's astonishing. Like that's that's jaw dropping and not in, in a good way at all. And like that's that's something that we need to like yes acknowledge. But I think you you hit the nail on the head when you you first start discussing the the found the foundational principles of the economy. Now, yes, a lot of the economy is inflated because it's been built on debt. And like I think. There's, there's two different points you have to to kind of reconcile at the same point in time. One is the economy is built upon a very shaky foundation, a, a, a very, you know, it is a bubble. I mean, we, we have to acknowledge that, and it's a bubble built on debt, number one, and we can acknowledge that. But number two is that there were a lot of viable businesses, a lot of um, businesses, like you were to look at their their their, their books, they would be a, a you know, thumbs up, they're, their, you know, uh revenue is above their their expenditures you know they're they're either hitting that or they're making money um that those companies were all basically told to stop last week or last month and like those companies, despite them you know, being viable, you know, they're, they're making money, now they're basically being punished by the government arbitrarily in, in regards to now saying, okay, we're in, obviously, they're, they're arguing it's because of public health, but now, as a company, like, I'm sorry, your fixed costs don't go away. Like, those still exists. So, now these companies, and what I'm hoping to see is, is that when we get out of this, hopefully in the next you know month, and, and the next month is going to be rough, but when we do get out of this, you know, as we approach May, Hopefully these, these companies that basically were, were hit with this gigantic pause button, you know, they're going to be able to, you know, hit the, the, the engines and just start to, to crawl out of this. But it's going to be tough and it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a very painful, um, you know, recovery. And, you know, I don't think we've hit the bottom yet, unfortunately. I think I, I, i heard the analogy. I heard it today. Um, but it was saying, you know, when, right now, if we're looking at this, when you're an investor, you, if you're looking at this as like a, a, um, uh, safe falling from the sky. And like you right now, you, you don't want to catch it mid fall. Like you want to wait until it's hit the ground and it's exploded. And, all, and then you can go and pick what you want out of it. Um, and that's something that I think, you know, where we are right now is, is in a very, you know, t- uh, you know, a tumultuous time. And I'm hoping that at the very least, the companies that are, are still going to be viable, that there are people there who are going to be to support them. Um, and you know, they're going to be able to turn back on, hopefully bring a lot of these, these jobs that were lost back into the fold and, uh, you know, hopefully get this economy back going because, I mean, really, it was a house of cards, Remzo, and, and we're at a point right now where a lot of people are questioning what the future is going to hold and people are, are uncertain. Um, so with that being said, I wanted to do a, a nice transition into a conversation about you uh, because, I mean, come on, you're my guest and I want to talk about you. Uh, and that is your uh, new show that's going to be here on the We Are Libertarians network. Number one, welcome. And uh, that is On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez. So first and foremost, Remzo, so welcome to the We Are Libertarians Network. It's a pleasure uh, to have you hopping aboard. So let's uh, discuss um, your, your show on the run. Um, kind of what was the transition from you going, you know, you're doing your own thing there um, with with uh, your own podcast and, and doing your work at The Washington Times, obviously. And now, you know, obviously you're still doing the work there at The Washington Times, but bringing your experience and such over to the uh, We Are Libertarians Network. How did this all uh, transpire? It was like, you know...
1: One of those moments where for about two years, I had a real eat, pray, love transition. Um, the best decision I ever made was getting out of politics professionally and pursuing this crazy career in journalism in all its you know all all its crazy paths um for those of you that don't know i mean i do a i do a television show that's on about 17 different public access networks up and down the east coast called the witching hour where my brother ryan he was the producer for my old podcast he uh he's a producer and director for this show where we basically go to supposedly haunted places and we lock ourselves in there and basically record and document everything that we experience and that was always something where it was kind of you know out, out and about, kind of odd, but you know, during that time, I was writing books. Um, I was working on other projects with people, and it got to the point where I was like, you know, when I focus so much time on politics, I realize I'm not the best-looking person. And I don't have the best soundbites out there, but you know, the one thing that I am good at is observing a situation, waiting. To go ahead and make a statement on it. Don't always do that, but I've got a pretty good record of that. And the one thing that I realized is that there are a lot of things going on in the world that go to the deeper meaning of the arguments we have, the things that we're interested in. And politics is really – politics is ultimately downstream of culture. So – Everything that I've been able to do at the Washington Times, building the connections and networks I have, it really showed me that people have a thirst for genuine conversations and topics that you're not going to get really elsewhere. Not because other people aren't capable of doing it, but because, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So, what I wanted to do was I I spoke to Chris and I basically said, listen, I'm not going to be talking about politics necessarily anymore because there are some people at that who are frankly better than me. There are some people at that who are going and they're, they're leading the charge in a way that I don't want to anymore. So what I can do is I can go ahead and take the caveat and jump into the conversations on topics, whether it's, you know, radical personal finance, whether it's developing passive income. Uh, You know, I've talked about strange methods of uh, holistic healing. I've talked about float tanks on my old show. We're talking about different disruptive technologies and social media, you know, how to start a nonprofit from scratch. We're going to dive into a lot of unique conversations that people have been asking for. They just needed to hear it from somebody that's actually in the is going through that. And that's where mm-hmm. the idea for On the Run started. And I don't think there's a better place right now than the We Are Libertarians Network. Because what Wall does is it connects people who are different, that come from different walks of life, that come from different career fields, that have a different view on things. And it allows them to go ahead and expand on the conversations we're having. Because all the ideas here, Brian, that we're talking about they are the right ideas, and that's not my opinion. That's a fact. Our ideas don't cause more harm. Our ideas don't involve centralized authority. And our ideas genuinely look out for the well-being of other people. So any opportunity to expand on that is going to be it. And if you were a fan of the Remso Republic, um, the Remso martins experience, you're going to have a lot of those folks back on and a lot of new people. The past year that I've been back in D.C. at The Times – has been insane. And I want to go ahead and bring people into my world to see what's going on because there's never a normal day. And if I can go ahead and give people some insight into that, I think we're all a little bit better in the process. You could take the information and do what you will with it. But it's less about, you know, let's talk about the ideas of freedom, like what you do so perfectly. What I want to do is I want to take it in a different method. I'm like, how do we take those ideas and start applying it? How how do we find people who are living those radical ideas that we talk about? So anything I can do to add value, I'm hoping I can do that for everyone at the We Are Libertarians Network and for all the listeners that make all this awesome stuff happen. Whether you love
0: me or hate me, I'm your guilty pleasure, folks. So... <laughs> Here well, it is. well, certainly over the uh, the Remzo Martinez experience, which was obviously your uh, your most recent venture, um you know, I found myself really just nodding in agreement and, and and you know, just cheering along with you as you were talking about these, you know, your your experience, you know, as you were going through life and stuff, and it's because I think that you you really hit a void that's that's in the market right now. That is um your know, real talk about what people in their their mid to mid uh, I'd say what, mid to late 20s or so experience. And it is usually a lot of, you know, self-questioning a lot of insecurity um you a lot of you know trying to figure out where your future's headed like you know what's your what's your professional career going to be you know what who, who are you going to become and it's a very um you know it's a very trying and and sometimes stressful and anxiety inducing time and you know in your show you you perfectly summarize you know that kind of experience and going through you know job loss and going through financial troubles and going through personal development and you know i think all of us who you know either are, it's still in their uh, you know mid to late twenties, or have gone through their twenties, uh, or getting ready to go through their twenties, can empathize and really appreciate that. And, it's, and you're giving a voice to you know something that I think we all feel or have felt, and it's something that sometimes to hear verbalize it just reaffirms like okay, it's not just me. And Sometimes we just need that voice, and you so you know articulately hit that that message that was so desperately needed. And you know, I I you know I can't thank you enough for what you did at you know the Ramzo Martinez experience, but just you bringing it to this this platform and this network—that's exactly what you know we needed for a, a new voice. And you know, I'm excited because I know just the 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 very fact that we have such a a reach being a part of the We Are Libertarians network, and and that's gotta be you know first and foremost. You know, hats off to Chris, Chris Spangle at the We Are Libertarians, the big channel he has built. Probably the 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 you know the best hands down true libertarian network that that that's around and it's because we have people literally from all walks of life. I mean, Ryan Lindsay he drives me absolutely crazy. Um, the kid would be more of a, like a left lean libertarian, but God, he he's 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 so good. But he's part of our team. He he re, uh, is the head of the Heretic, which is our it, our yeah new I mean, magazine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so important to have people like that because what we had, I mean, just with the live live streams that Hody has been doing a great job putting on like me and Ryan, like we come from a very we come from very different avenues of approach for things. But, you know, we have such a good time in the process because these are genuine conversations we're having that a lot of places and, and I, I fell into the punditry uh, circus for a little while. You know, you just got to go and like go for the jugular on some things. But I mean, I'm, I'm at a point for me personally where I'm just kind of past that. And, um, you know, Marcus Aurelius in his in his journal, it's really a journal at the end of the day we read it as a book. But for him, it was just his journal. He never intended on publishing it. But he says something where it's like what. What is in the way becomes the way. And uh, I really do appreciate you know all the, all the references to some of the last episodes of the Remsen Martinez experience you brought up. Those were hard for me to do. I didn't really know I wanted to do them. But the one thing that I've really let go of is my ego, because if it's happened, it's happened. People will know one way or another, so they might as well get the true story from me. I've had epic highs, and I've had epic lows, and ultimately – you know, the, the one thing that stoicism has really kind of brought in with me, and we're going to talk a lot about this on the show. If you like philosophy, if you like stoic thought, um, you know, I'm, I'm planning a lot of stuff where I want to talk about these things because it generates a lot of great conversation, but, you know, we, we live right now and he brought this up during the Antonin plague. Um, you know, we were already born with an infection, like we're going to die. Um, you know, the, the stoics say, um, memento more, like, you know, death is coming. I will die. That's going to happen. So that brings us a great question. We know that's happening. We know every day is touching, you know, closer to that point. Let's do something great with it. And I heard a lot of people reach out to me when I talked about, you know, the crappy jobs I had, the financial mistakes I had, those moments where it's like, what what the hell am I actually doing? Mm-hmm. Because it's not something that you're gonna get from a lot of people. And that's just a fact of things. And I really have no pride when it comes to that. Where my pride comes from is the fact that I'm able to look at what's in the way and move around it or over it, or in some cases, more often than not, through it. So we are what we're going to manifest ourselves into. You know, I'm not saying that, folks, I'm not going to, I'm not selling you courses. I'm not selling you passive income books. What I'm doing is I'm just going to tell a story and you take it as you will. I'm going to bring on people who are doing amazing things who have also had to encounter this. So I am so excited for what we're going to all be able to achieve together.
0: And, and like here's – so because I, I love, I love that stuff. And folks, like here's, here's when we kind of go back to the, the past episodes of the Brian Nichols show and we kind of bring like, it's like we're building blocks. And and I think here we can see a completed house and kind of the, the vision that my, my show has been focused towards and, and to have you join the network now just reaffirms that this is, yes, this is exactly what we had to be doing. And, you know, part of my show is I like to bring people on who I I think are interesting people. And honestly, who know a lot more than I do. Um, and one of those people has been, uh, you know, a, a Guy I now consider to be a, now a dear friend, but a close mentor, and that's Gary Collins. And Gary, um, in his in one of his books, uh, he talks about the three legged stool, and it's talking about your physical health, your financial health, and your sense of purpose, and how any time that those three stools are uneven, that you're you're you out of balance because you know a stool can only stand if it has three legs if all three legs are even. And you know when when I was listening to your show and listening to other shows like like Jason Stapleton's Wealth, Power, and Influence, and talking about you know constantly trying to improve yourself but more specifically when you discuss talking about you know the times that you did fail and i think sometimes the failures are more important than the successes because we learn more from the failures and i think one of the problems that our generation more specifically has is that you know we we were never really given the chance to fail if that makes any sense and and if you look at you know this this think of the the mentality of this generation that's the um the you know hey participation trophy you know you, hey at least you tried trophy and you you have to think about it. it's not it that's actually a chance for you not to learn it's a chance for you not to fail and i think us not having the chance to fail and learn from those failures when we were hit with these you know these realities of life that we were ill prepared for because we weren't taught about it in school and then all of a sudden you were getting in, in a situation where you maybe found yourself either f- you know failing or you did fail you didn't know how to respond or didn't know how to re- rebound from it and i think to what you were speaking about, it, it kind of helps, again, reaffirm that, listen, that's okay, and you're not alone. And then going more specifically, how can you address those particular situations where you did fail? Um, and, you know, more focused on your, your physical health, your uh, financial health, and your sense of purpose. And and if you can get those those kind of areas focused in your life, and you get them to the point that you are are focusing on each aspect equally to the point that each one is even in your life, you will get, you'll start to look around and things will seem more like, ah, okay, I, I, I get it. I'm at peace more. And the anxiety really disappears. And that's something I've been trying to promote here on my show, but to, to your 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 past shows, you know the Remzo Martinez experience. Whenever you downloaded a new, or whenever a new episode would come out, I'd instantly download it because I'd listen to it in the car. And they were quick, you know, fifteen minute if that um, episodes that you know were were to the point and and they really were insightful. And I think you know your messaging that you're going to be bringing to the show uh, to, to the network Remzo is is going to be you know it's going to be so valuable because I know for a fact there are people out there who are you know they're desiring this this message of you know of hope and. They're looking for a, a guidebook almost, and I think it's it's people like you and and you know I I dare say I'm, I'm trying at the very least to, to be a messenger like that, but you know especially your ability to to tell stories. It's it's something that I think helps people paint the picture for themselves, and and you're really you're doing a a, a valuable um a val you're, you're you are not just a, a value yourself, but you are really becoming a resource I think for a lot of people who would be looking for um you know how to to build their lives and and to really you know acknowledge when they had failures in their lives so i mean for that you join the network is is awesome and i'm you know i can't wait to see uh you know where you're going to bring the show um you know just seeing the success you've had across the board it's it's exciting to see how you're going to grow this and again you're just going to bring more people to the network as well and and then what does that do that just helps us exponentially you know grow and grow and grow and then we're ultimately accomplishing what's our goal. Now, spread the values, but also, you know, the, the concepts of liberty. And that's what I try to do here at the, my show. That's my main focus. And it, it's cool how it all comes together. And it, I mean, without each of us doing our own unique thing, we're not able to accomplish this this awesome greater good. But it's our incentive to try to do our own thing specifically well that helps us all do better collectively. And it's, it's it's just cool to see it all come into practice. And again, with you joining the show, Rams. I went on a rant there, but it it's just it's exciting to have someone like you so, who's so motivated who and who r- really you bring a great story and a great message to to the movement to be a part of our network i mean man just welcome aboard it's it's going to be a blast and i'm looking so forward to a, you know many happy years ahead of us
1: no oh, i i'm i'm so humbled by that and i mean thank you so much brian i mean your friendship has been really you know it's been very critical over the last couple of years because, you know, you and I have talked offline about a lot of the stuff going on. So I'm happy to see that, you know, I, I was able to move past the obstacles in those moments where I thought I wasn't going to be able to get past that and get to this point here. And I mean, you know, if dear leader, I had to ask him, it's like, well, what's my title going to be? And before he could, you know, give me some options, I'm like, I want to be the I want to be a wall inquisitor. We're going <laughs> straight to the jugular, baby. Like, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, you're going to have to be on the show, you know. In the future, so I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to having you on. Of course, and, I mean, folks, it's just gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun. That's that's all that
0: matters. Indeed. We're gonna have a lot of fun. And and the best part is that we and and I I've come to really appreciate this, and and I've been doing this now. And it's weird when I look back, like I'm two almost two and a half years now into the show, and to look back from episode one and the amazing people that I have not only come to you know interview and and to meet and and to ask questions of, but Really, these these awesome friendships um, that I've been able to build not only within um, you know the the sector of my my guests that I have on, but also just the greater you know we are libertarians community, all the other podcasting communities. I mean, the gents over at the Lions of Liberty Network, you know Johnny Rocket and his crew over at um, you know the, the Launchpad Media, uh, you know even even folks like you know uh, Tom Woods and, and um, you know Rob Bernstein, Dave Smith, and uh, Bob Murphy, and all the work that they do, like these networks of of podcasting groups and these, you know, libertarian media, like we all are there for each other. And I think that's just, that's the one thing that is reassuring, you know, despite our, our quarreling differences and stuff at the end of the day, I think, you know, we all are on the same side and, just having our ability to to build these relationships and stuff like we are at the We Are Libertarians network and, and again having you join the show that just reinforces that so it's a, it's going to be many happy uh you know years ahead of us for as we go forward um, on the We Are Libertarians network so with that being said Remzo as folks want to get ready to uh, to go ahead and tune into on the run with Remzo W Martinez where can folks go ahead and follow you so they can number one if they haven't yet followed you um and stay up to date with all your happenings um, as you join the network but also um up to date with all that's happening in your life and stuff I they go ahead and follow you on uh, on social media well, as
1: always, the show uh, we're setting a tentative date in summer 2020, so we're gonna we're gonna come out with a firm date very soon. So if you want to check that out, always go to wearelibertarians.com. That's wearelibertarians.com. But to go ahead and track all the fun stuff that's going on with me, it's hey Remso, h e y r e m s o, hey Remso on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm on Parler. I don't know if you guys know about Parler yet, but it is the coolest social media app I've encountered. And I'm a social media professional. It, it got to a point where You know, a lot of people were like, we don't need government getting involved in social media and all that other stuff. Let's go ahead and create a free market solution that brings people together to have fun, have a conversation and, you know, experience the the public square that was supposed to be. So find me at Remso, at Remso on Parlor. You can download the Google Play or, uh, you know, just regular app store today. Follow me there and uh, let's let's have some fun in the process. Brian, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to all the ass we're going to kick together.
0: Oh man, brother. Well, listen, in, until next time, folks, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show, Remso. So, uh, you know, any any final words to the audience as we, uh, we head off here into a, a COVID-19 uh, April?
1: You sons of bitches hoarding toilet paper. You have made my life so freaking difficult. I've had to downgrade myself to Charmin. Let me tell you, this is worse than the stuff I encountered at basic training. It's it's like sandpaper. And no, I know it's got the little cartoon bears and stuff, but that's all a lie. That's a propaganda campaign by big toilet paper. So, you know, get 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 your mind on right. That's all. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, I mean, it's a it's a more I guess not as controversial. Um, last words, is my my gents from Car uh, and Bird at Friends Against Government about the. Um, let's see, make sure to get this right. It was a weapons manufacturing facility in Canada made by by Reagan to go after gay people. I forget. I forget the semantics. I'll have to make sure I ask Bird again. But uh, that was a whole uh, last word they had last time. So not as controversial, but uh, equally as fun. But oh, Grunzo- no, that sounds more controversial. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, yeah, definitely We're a little bit. I'll get into that later. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Remzo, uh, until next time, it's an absolute blast, and we'll make sure we have you on the show uh, again real soon, okay? Sounds good, Brian. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, folks. So that's going to wrap up my conversation with our good friend Remzo Martinez, Remzo W Martinez, here on the Brian Nichols Show. Obviously, uh, getting excited for uh, his new show on the run with Remzo W Martinez. And when the time comes, folks, I will be sure to include all the links um, to Remzo's new show here in the Weird Libertarians Network. Um, not only in the uh, the show notes for this episode. Uh, so if you're listening to this in the future, be sure to check out the show notes. Um, but also, when the time comes, you know, Remzo is a dear friend of the show, and I'll be sure to uh, to make sure that. Attack uh, him on social media and welcoming him to the network uh, with his, his inaugural show. So we're looking forward to that. And and Remzo's been doing a lot of great work. So please be sure to support all the uh, the work he's doing over at the Washington Times. Um, so you know if you could retweet share articles there, I would greatly appreciate. It. I'm sure Remzo would um, as well. But also if you want to give uh, me a retweet, well you got to follow me on Twitter first. And that's going to uh, require you to go over and follow me at B Nichols Liberty. Um, and you can follow me also on Facebook at B Nichols Liberty. Um, and then if you guys want to uh, become a, a one time PayPal. Uh, a donation uh, fan, that'd be great. I mean, a, a supporting listener of the audience. Um, everything goes right back into the show, guys, to keep the lights on. We, you know us. We just did a brand new redesign of the show. Um, I redid the entire uh, intro for the show. So there's a lot of things um, that we're doing here at the Brian Nichols Show and at the Greater we Are Libertarians Network, uh, namely bringing on folks like uh, that of Remzo Martinez. So. Um, if you could, folks, go to the, also the We Are Libertarians Patreon. Um, every little bit helps again with the networking and, and keeping the lights on, and also keeping us, um, you know, able to produce this great content that you guys have uh, come to know and love and enjoy. Um, and also, folks, if you do want to do me a favor, um, head over to iTunes. Um, I guess that's Apple Podcasts now, and give us a rating review. Um, five stars would be nice, and also make sure you hit subscribe so we show up in uh, your your podcast catcher every single week. And on a final ask, folks, if if you enjoy the Brian Nichols Show, um, you know I would love for you guys to uh, to send me an email and and just kind of give your feedback. I love to hear from the, from you guys. It, it really um, it gives me a chance to to hear number one what you guys like, but also when you guys give suggestions, um, that's how we get better here at the Brian Nichols Show. So email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com, or you can go ahead and just click the contact button on um, the Brian Nichols Show homepage, which is Show.com. but again, my email, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. So, guys, it was an absolute blast, and as always, it's a fantastic time having good friend Remzo Martinez here on the Brian Nichols Show. So, signing off for that dear friend Remzo Martinez, (laughs) we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com.